0: Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mala!
1: Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol
2: is doomed.
1: Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest Doom Patrol related podcast where each and every episode we talk long and lovingly about our favourite superhero team, the mighty Doom Patrol.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at Reading underscore Hicks and you can also get in touch with us at WaitingForDoom.com, our website. Uh, You can send emails to WaitingForDoom at gmail.com and we're on Facebook and every single one of our episodes is available on iTunes, whatever it's called now, uh, Stitcher Radio, (laughs) Spotify and Podbean.com.
1: Yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at avant You can also find on Twitter our sentient show account, who is Wilfred. He's at Pod. G'day, Wilfred. How are you going? Hello, humans. And, yes, welcome to episode 165, a very special episode, which we'll explain why in a little bit. But, yeah, it's been... Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite know how to get into this. Um, yes, we, we've come to a, a very important point where... Uh, other than the issue we're going to be covering on on this episode we've done the we've done the long trek we've done the hard yards all the way from my greatest adventure 80 to weight of the world's issue seven and um yeah we've we've reached the day that we knew would eventually come where we have covered everything doom patrol related in print all the important stuff all all the, the full patrol appearances there's still a few things that um, we'll get to at some point, but yeah, we'll chat about that a bit more later. Anyway, Paul, how have you been since we last spoke?
0: <laughs> ah, it's it's so long, I'm trying to remember. I, I've been reading comics and watching things. Oh, that's, and that's good. Yeah, and observing election results, which may or may not be relevant in the future when people listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah... <laughs> I've been, uh, I've had a pile of old Aussie comics, um, and when I say Aussie comics, they're actually uh, DC comics that were printed in Australia in the 60s, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's called Superman Presents Wonder Comic Monthly, and so I've got issues of those, and I've never got around to reading them, they've been sitting there for ages, and then I finally sort of catalogued them into my database and um, went to the comic shop and got some Golden Age comic size bags, and so I've been reading them bit by bit and putting them away, and uh, they're pretty entertaining. They're all black and White, it's under mm-hmm. the cover, um, but they're basically reprints of lots of uh, disparate DC stuff. So you get like uh, an Aquaman story by Steve Skeets and um, Jimmy Paro, and then you'll get a, a Tomahawk story by uh, oh, wow. Frank Thorne and Robert Kaniga and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's all the stuff I've never read. Um, some of it's cheesy as, yeah? like uh, the <laughs> Superboy <laughs> stories, right? <laughs> things <laughs> like that. Um, there was a detective chimp story in one of them where he was wow. uh, literally doing detective work on jungle animals in the jungle. So, yeah. <laughs> right. No okay. misleading title there.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. And there, there's odd stuff that I've never heard of. Like, um, yeah, there was this story about this superhero who, um, he got bathe in some sort of antimatter energy and he could basically you know drift through objects and everything and then his um oh. his shoes got destroyed and he just drifted into the center of the earth and died.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Wow.
1: Okay, so that was that he was literally yeah. a one and done, was he? <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, and there's, you know, the odd House of Secrets story in here and things like that. So it's a bit of a history lesson for me and quite interesting. Yeah. And I just want to point out there is no H in Leshen. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I remember as a kid reading... <laughs> um, uh, I think they were called Federal Comics and it was a similar thing because they they were reprints, but yeah, done in black and white. And I remember reading teen titan stuff um and yeah they'd have the the the, the color full color cover but inside was all black and white and if you read the you know uh the publishing details at the bottom it would say that yeah they were printed i think in sydney um and yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of like oh cool dc comics oh not quite but yes they are but just yeah black and white reprints it was a little bit odd but yeah i, I hadn't heard of of these other ones you'd had
2: yeah
0: well, I looked them up on eBay, and they seem to be selling for about $30 uh, an issue in nice condition. Oh, and mine are in nice. pretty nice condition, so Cool. What have you been doing, Mike? What have you been reading and doing and thinking and saying and doing?
1: I, I've been, yeah, a little bit uh, focused on certain election results, both here in my home state of Queensland, because uh, that uh, directly impacts my livelihood uh, with all that going on, and uh, the American election results. So interesting political times that we live in yeah um but I've actually made a tiny dent in my mountain of comics I've read some Wonder Woman comics from about the last six months uh where she was dealing with uh the dark fates uh and um Valda the the iron lady in a, a, a two issue story arc there and I'm up to uh, annual number four so I'm slowly getting caught up to the actual Wonder Woman comics from the end of 2020. And then I just have the rest of my pile to get through (laughs) from about the same period of time. So I'll get there eventually, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, And I've been getting well and truly into the Arkham Horror Living Card Game, um, which is part uh, deck-building card game, part role-playing game, and it's really cool. Uh, So I'm having a... um, A game night of that in the very near future with some good friends and we're we're all going to be different investigators you know dealing with Cthulhu monsters and you know cultists and all all that sort of fun stuff but that's such a good game if you're looking for a good um, card game to get into Arkham Horror it's so much fun so creepy even when you lose and your person dies from the horrors that they come across, it's still a fun game. Which sounds really awful, but it's still good fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I finally watched. We finally watched Hamilton the other night ah. on on our on our Disney Plus. Have you seen it yet?
0: No, I, I've I've listened to the soundtrack several times, but I am not getting much uh, interest from the rest of the family in it. So, yeah, no, we haven't watched Hamilton. We did right. uh, partake of right. a bit of Mandalorian new season two Mandalorian.
1: Oh yes, that's that's another thing I have yet to get caught up on. I think I might rewatch season one, just for for the the goodness that that it is. Uh, but yes, I haven't? How have you found season two so far? Um, well, it's been on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> have you enjoyed it? Have you <laughs> have you not enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it has been good. It has uh, a couple of fun episodes, and um, yes, they were. Yeah, I, I like the done in one style of it, and the uh, but the part of the continuing trip that they got they're on not mm. a drug trip, a physical right. journey, yes, yeah. as such.
1: Gotcha. Right. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, how about we go and have a look at what's happening at the Doom News Desk? Sure. <laughs>
2: okay it's
0: time to look at the news, and there is very little news as typically is at this point between seasons we don't know anything about season three uh we oh I did want to point out that if you want to listen to the uh incidental music of the doom patrol t v show it is now available on streaming services so and, oh. uh, you can you, know, you can listen to the doom patrol opening theme and the background music of different episodes and things like that. It's pretty cool nice um, so I've been doing a little bit of that, yeah um what else is going on? There's, um, I reckon, I reckon, well, DC is having a little pause, so they're basically wrapping up all their comics around uh, November, and in December they're launching Future State. Oh, which yes. Is, um, yes. Yeah. Two months of future. It could be important. It could be bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, two months of that. And um, after that, in March, we can expect to have the announcement of new comics and new creative teams, and this is under the DC's new management, which is... Uh, probably not much more interested in diversity and uh, not doing the same old stuff. And I am hearing rumours they're not in favour of sort of the uh, nasty adult comics and things like that. So, oh. Uh, yeah. But,
2: okay.
0: yeah, uh, that's just a rumour. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I hear they don't like Black Label, which is kind of weird because it's probably their biggest selling stuff. <laughs> uh, like wow. Like the, uh, the Three Jokers was a big hit, but uh, apparently they're not that into it. So it will be interesting to see if Doom Patrol will be part of that bundle of announcements or whether they're waiting or whether they're thinking about it. So, you know, we don't know what's happening with the Doom Patrol. And that is uh, the news in a nutshell. Uh, I feel like I'm a mainstream news outfit because I'm basically telling you nothing, (laughs) but wrapping it in the form of news. (laughs) Mm. Right. (laughs) Okay. Speaking Speaking of nothing. Speaking of nothing, Mike.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: What's that ticking?
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> how is that nothing? It's a legitimate ticking. Ah, uh, it's the doom clock. <laughs> oh, it's the opposite of nothing. Yes, yes. <laughs> And yes, it is time for the Doom Clock, and as we look upon its face, we can see that it has been just on 18 weeks since we last had a new Doom Patrol Patrol book, even, on the shelves. (laughs) That bit... (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, that being issue 7 of Doom Patrol, Way of the Worlds, which we discussed in episode 161 from July of 2020. Uh, as that was the final issue of that series, we have no idea at this stage of what the future may hold, um, although the collected edition of Way of the Worlds uh, came out in late September 2020, so you can enjoy that if you haven't already. But um, yes, it will be interesting to see what the future state holds for the Doom Patrol. A? Eh? A? Eh? Hey. At this stage. At this stage. Just ignore my wordplay completely then, Paul. How about we do the Doom Patrol history guessing game for this week? Are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. All right. I am rolling the eight-sided die of Doom. And this week you are getting... Oh, you are getting eight. You are getting eight guesses. Wow. This week. that's That's eight huge. Guesses. That's momentous. Wow. Okay. Um, here we go. If uh, look eight guesses, I'm not even going to give you any bonus ones. Here we go. Question the first.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I asked the question. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is it uh, volume? Is it higher or lower than volume three, or the or part of volume three?
1: Higher. <laughs> is it higher or lower than, or part of Volume 3? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <God>. Every time. <laughs> Every time. we got the fresh jokes. The fresh jokes are coming out. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Is it part of Volume... Oh, shit. Uh, was it written by Gerard Way...
1: It was written by Gerard Way, yes.
0: Ooh, okay. Mm, How many questions have I got left?
1: So. Th- this is now question the third you are now about to ask.
0: Are these legal questions? <laughs> are they lodged at the right time? Can we... Yes,
1: yes they're, they're being observed. Uh, all is above board. No one is being barred from observing uh, the questions or the, uh, the, the comic book in question. Um, so please proceed with question three.
0: <laughs> okay. Is it um, part of vo- the, uh, the? Is it part of the weight of the World Series or not?
1: It is not. Oh, okay. So right, quest- question the second. Uh, question uh, four. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, don't thank me. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, right. Is it uh, odd-numbered issue?
1: It is an odd-numbered issue.
0: Which one are the odd numbers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they... they
1: <sighs> They're
0: they the ones that read the same backwards and upside down,
1: aren't they? Um, maybe. I'd never thought of them that way. Oh.
0: Anyway. All right. Okay. Yeah. Is it... Yeah. Um, so question five. So, uh, question five. Okay. Yep. I'm ready. Um, is it... Is it? um,
2: See,
0: is it? it? Um, It's odd. It's odd. It's Gerard Way. It's volume six. Yep. So that could be one, three, five, seven, nine, and eleven. Couldn't it? Yes. Is it higher than five or lower than five? Or is it five? Lower. <laughs> is it higher than five?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Is it number one? Uh, it is not number one. Okay, and that means you have two questions left now. Is it number three? Yes, it is number 3. <laughs> you were just going to go through the odd numbers, <laughs> <Hey>. weren't you? <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yes, yes. Going on sale for $3.99 American on November 9th of 2016, which seems forever ago, and also not at the same time, uh, with a cover date of January of 2017, was Doom Patrol Volume 6, Issue Number 3. This issue was Part 3 of the Brick by Brick story arc, titled It's a Doomed World After All, and was brought to us by Gerard Way, Nick Derrington, Tamara Bonvillain, Marissa Louise, Todd Klein, Molly Marhan, Jamie S. Rich, and had a a variant cover by Simon Bisley the issue showed Casey Brink journeying into Danny land and learning the truth of her origin story while outside in our world the Vectra had tracked down and started attacking Danny the ambulance meanwhile Keeg the negative being had tracked down Larry Trainer and teleported both them and Cliff Steele off to the negative space Whew. Uh, We covered this issue all the way back in episode 77 from November of 2016, and you can find that over on WaitingForDoom.com in the Doom Dossier section for Volume 6, and that is it for the Doom Clock this week. Well done.
3: Greetings, inter-nerds! It is I, Mephisto! For the past two Halloweens, a callow cadre of casters has confounded my plans. First, they survived my Mephisto vs. miniseries. Then, they navigated the perambulations of Dream Country. But this time, they stand no chance. I've trapped them within my hotel, the Inferno. And if Las Vegas isn't torture enough, the only entertainment they have is a variety of horror comics. Their only chance to escape is to find joy and positivity in these tales of terror. (laughs) Uh, Mephisto, why are you still doing this? What do you mean? You know the gang keeps this crossover going because it's fun, and they like podcasting together. They do it even without your shenanigans. No, that cannot be! My will is all... You are but playthings in my merciless machinations! Yeah, sure, but can you go to the living room and watch some streaming while I finish the promo? (laughs) Hmph! Impudent geek! Mephisto vs. the Podcasters 3, a crossover podcast event featuring the Married with Comics podcast, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, The Secret Wars and Beyond podcast, and Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Find it where all fine podcasts are casting. Why is Mandalorian Season 2 not out yet? Curse that house of mouse! He's been here since the stay-at-home order started. I really don't think that applied to immortal entities, but he's all, never can be too careful. And if he finishes my Cheetos one more time...
1: time for the segment of the show that we like to call doom Splatting, where we tell you all about an issue or two sometimes of the doom patrol and this episode we have reached issue 22 of volume five the final issue of volume five and paul please take us through what happens in this story
0: okay now this story was called doomsday um, it uh, was uh, supposedly coming out in July 2011, but the real truth of it is it came out on the 4th of May 2011, um, and it cost $2.99, and it was written by Keith Giffen. It has penciled up by Ron Randall, our friend, and the friend of Sutherland's, and it, has, it was inked by Art Thieber, uh lettered by Pat Brousseau, and coloured by Guy Major, and all edited by Elizabeth V. Gerlain. And it has cover by Matthew Clark, which shows... The uh, Doom Patrol infiltrating Oolong Island in the water. So uh, they're all up to their chins in the water, and we can see um, Rita and Cliff and Larry. I think Bumblebee's in there too. No, can't see her. She's in a plastic <laughs> bag under the water. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it's all a very dark and brooding cover, isn't it?
1: Mm, very much so, yes. Yes.
0: Mm. Anyway, to talk about this issue, we really have to contextualise it with a little section that I called previously so after the villain, formerly known as Mr. Nobody, used his trans-dimensional construction company, MSE, which stands for Mr. Somebody Enterprises, to make war on the Doom Patrol, he first possessed billionaire Thayer Jost before taking over Oolong Island president Veronica Kale. After this coup, the majority of the team found themselves deported from Oolong Island and shunned by the superheroic community. After some soul-searching and considering some unsolicited advice from their chronologically and literally oldest foe, General Immortus, Cliff Steele leads the team of Lasty Woman, Negative Man and Bumblebee back to Oolong to defeat MSE's frontmen and reunite them with their teammates Crazy Jane, Danny the Bungalow and Ambush Bug. What happens next? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> so the story opens with Sven Larsson, also known as the villain Animal Vegetable Mineral Man, and he wakes up. He is lying in the Antarctic, and he yells, Again! <laughs> Back on Oolong Island... Veronica Cale hears the report of another frontman teleported off the island. She orders a recovery, and when alone in her office, the ethereal Mr. Somebody emerges from her body to taunt her. She vows to fight him every step of the way. Mr. Somebody asks her to consider how that worked out for Mr. Jost. Elsewhere on the island, Danny the Bungalow is surrounded by MSE Heavy Weaponry. Inside, Jane, Ambushbug, and Dusty, the pilot, are discussing their plight. Danny offers a suggestion via a napkin that comes up with words on it, saying, if I may, and Ambush Bug runs off to commit some more mischief. Elsewhere, elsewhere, on a deserted beach on Oolong, Cliff, Rita and Larry emerge from the water at the beach. Rita releases Bumblebee from an airtight baggie, and Larry's energy form gets to work destroying automatic sentry guns and sensors. In the Antarctic, there is a sharp pop as the infuriated botfly suddenly teleports in. <laughs> Veronica Kale gets a call from General Immortus from his custom submarine. He lets her know that he knows he's really speaking to Mr. Somebody and that he has used his resources to assist those you so readily dismissed. Mm. Mm. Larry suspects that he may have missed a sensor, and this is confirmed when Animal Vegetable Mineral Man attacks them. He is joined by porcelain and botfly's monster hatchlings. Fight time! Rita takes out porcelain with a swift and brutal attack, and Bumblebee attacks the recovered botfly as Negative Man takes out her minions. Cliff ploughs his metal torso straight into Animal Vegetable Mineral Man's giant vegetation head. Inside the vegetable brain, he starts pulling vines left and right. Animal Vegetable Mineral Man collapses in agony. They fight their way to Danny the Bungalow, where Jane reveals that Danny has been busy and that everyone is now standing on Danny the Island. <gasps> <laughs> just then, Mr Somebody slash Veronica Kale appears with a cowering thar Jost on a leash and flanked by some seriously large MSC construction aliens. The Doom Patrol have finally dared too much and he slash she is no longer willing to let them stay alive. Both sides tense up for the final showdown as Cliff says, "Bring it!" Suddenly, Ambush Bug pops in by Kale's side. He whispers something to her, and we just hear Kale's side of the discussion. She said, "Huh? When did this happen? You're certain?" Flash, what? They do realize we're right in the middle of a climactic. How many copies per month? <laughs> no, no, I can see their point, but I'm sorry, I have no idea what a dedio is. Ah, right. And then uh, Mr. Somebody emerges from Jeronica Kale and says, Right then, pack it up, we're out of here. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Somebody jumps into an embassy portal with his troops. Dusty says, Mr. Ambushbug saved the day. But Ambushbug says, think again. With Kale once more in charge of herself and the island, she makes a deal with Cliff that they can stay obligation-free. There is one problem, though. A certain prisoner has escaped in the kerfuffle. One Niles Calder. (gasps) (gasps) Not to be continued.
2: (laughs) The end.
1: (laughs) Yes, the the very last line in the issue says, next issue. Oh, right. Never mind.
0: Yeah, so um, you know we're all gearing up for this great big battle with the, you know, a final reckoning between MSC or Mister Somebody Enterprises and the Doom Patrol, and will they regain their name? Will they regain the island? And uh, yeah, it it all ends ends very, very suddenly when two characters who break the fourth wall have a chat to each other Mm. about what's happening in the fourth, beyond the fourth wall.
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this one, Mike?
1: It's it's. I like it, but it's a little bit bittersweet in that the 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 conclusion, yeah, the the big final battle doesn't really happen, and it's yeah, as you said, they they break the fourth wall. Um, there's some scenes earlier in Danny the Bungalow as as Jane and Dusty are chatting, and Ambush Bug is looking at something on his on a, on a laptop, and there's one panel where you know he he suddenly looks very surprised by whatever he's just read and he runs off out of the, the bungalow. And I'm wondering if that's where he read about this Flashpoint event <laughs> somehow <laughs> and uh, if that's what clued him in as as to what was going to happen. Um, because, yeah, it gets a little bit meta towards the end, there, doesn't
0: it? It does, yeah. I imagine Keith Giffen got told, you know, the series is wrapping and you we're all ending all our series at this point and he had the option of trying to, you know conclude the story uh, with the big battle at the end where everything gets wrapped up. And mm. it, I think he's a, he's a bit cheeky and used some of the real-world shenanigans in there to say <laughs> um, it's an editorial decision and the book doesn't sell enough. And <laughs> Yeah. And, of yeah. course, you know, Flashpoint was the signal for the end of the DC Universe at this point. And then we launched again with the New 52, which restarted every single series except for Green Lantern and Batman because of uh, the popularity of... Um the Grant Morrison stuff and uh the jeff John stuff and this uh book was not protective so mm. Mm.
1: but it's it's still got some very funny moments in there um like when they infiltrate well you know the fact that the front men keep getting teleported to the antarctic um, <laughs> <laughs> like like the opening scene with with uh a v m going again. <laughs> Like, what the hell? Um, (laughs) And and when the patrol, you know, come up uh, on the, you know, the the beach as they're infiltrating the island again and um – you know, Cliff said, "Oh, there are turrets up ahead. We didn't come this far to get blown to bits." Um, and, and Larry says, "Oh, good call. How we, how do we dismantle them?" And Cliff and Larry look at Cliff and, and Jane, sorry, uh, Jane. Cliff and Rita even uh, both look at Larry, and Larry's like, "Oh, oh, right." So he goes and sits himself down on the beach, and then lets the negative being loose, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, you know." Um, yeah. So it's it's. Yeah, it was kind of like this this build up that kind of um, didn't quite. Fizzled. F- yeah, yeah, it was a bit of build up that that fizzled. I mean, yes, there is a bit of a uh, a battle there between the front men, you know, with AVM turning up as I. It looks very much like a giant swamp thing in this, um, and China Doll, you know, gets completely trashed by by Rita. Um, so there's some some good you know cuffs going on there, but. Yeah, it's kind of uh, Giffen is very cheeky with the way he, <laughs> he wraps this up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's certainly one for the books to end this way. I mean, uh, no other series gonna like you know apart from the Ambush Bug series. Re- I can recall it ending with you know such a knowing nod of what's going on in editorial at the time. Mm, mm.
1: Although I I have to say it, I haven't read this issue since it first came out. So you, you know, this is like what. Uh, nine years ago, <laughs> this came out. Oh, my God, that's so long ago. Um, and I actually forgot what happened on the final page. Because, yeah, uh, Carol is, is back to her, her normal self. And she's in her own backhanded way, kind of thanking Cliff for you know, what the team did. And she's saying, I'll let, let the patrol stay on Oolong Island, obligation free, and no strings attached. And then when they go down into that sub-basement level where we saw Niles Calder being taken away after he went, you know, Kryptonian power, super mad. And yeah, his case is empty. And and Veronica Mm. says, Mr. Somebody decided to take a souvenir with him and it looks like MSE has a new CEO. And Cliff just goes, ah, for the lover. And then it ends. (laughs) So it's like, oh man, I, I honestly forgot that that had even happened. So that was cool to see that again definitely
0: yeah i'd forgotten it happens uh, but it makes sense that we both forgot because it doesn't lead to anything ever
1: true yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, so i i think yeah for for a final issue that you know uh was kind of forced upon the creative team it does a decent job it's not one of my favorite issues but it's it's still a a nice kind of send-off for the team um so yeah it's still good fun
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and I mean the it's the art is great, like the battle between the, the two teams. Particularly when Rita just reaches out giant hands and smacks oh, yeah. her hands around um porcelain and then Yeah. Yeah, and there's crushes her and then blows her away. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. Um, uh, you know, as with the major, the vast majority of volume five, it's, it's good fun. It's a great looking issue. It's a well-written issue for sure. I just, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I wish I'd been given a little bit more of a, a definite, uh, well, it is a definite send off, I guess. I don't know. I wish it wasn't such a bittersweet read for, for long time patrol fans like you and I.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a definitive conclusion and an end of the story, but it, it feels very truncated, like they didn't get to finish, and they did their best.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Mm. But yeah, Volume 5, that's a good
1: volume, eh? It's it's definitely one of the best ones, yeah. Uh, oh, and I have to point out as well, I couldn't help but notice that the minute you open the pay, that the issue, there's an ad on the inside cover, Paul, and it's for DC Universe Action Figures and the line on the top says Action Figures Perfected and it's got the flash, he's still in a Vitruvian man.
0: Yeah, the Vitruvian man, yeah. <laughs> no
1: Vitruvian oh, man, sorry. Oh my god <laughs> <It's>, Whatever. No. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a good yeah, volume five is it's still one of my favorite volumes out of all the patrol stuff and I'll explain this a bit later when we we get to the mailbag, but yeah, volume volume 5 issue 1 was like opening the floodgates for my Doom Patrol fandom when I first saw that and, and that's what well and truly kicked off my obsession and love for the team so um, yeah. this volume will always have a special place in my heart
0: yeah, did you notice the title page of the issue where it says Doomsday and then underneath it says no, not him <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh God, can you imagine yeah. if they tried to cram him into the story? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, well, have we finished Doomsplaining uh, Volume 5, Issue 22?
1: Yes to both of the, of those questions.
0: And have we Doomsplained every single volume of Doom Patrol now? We have now
1: Doomsplained every volume... Of the Doom Patrol, Paul. Um, it's um, yeah, bit of an odd, <laughs> an odd feeling. Um, yeah, we've uh, 165 episodes, and we have now covered all seven volumes of the Doom Patrol in print. Wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: and some annuals,
1: and, and some annuals. Yes, this is this is true. And some and some specials, some specials. are yeah, uh, yeah, like the the special with the Suicide Squad. Um, some other comics they appeared in uh, like uh, the Superman Family uh, comic where they they teamed up with Supergirl back in the 70s Um, yeah it's what a wild and crazy ride it has been
2: (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) yes indeed wow Ah, alright well it might be time for the Malbaker Doom then
2: yes (laughs)
0: And now it's about the show, where we're looking at the mailbag of Doom, and uh, due to the disorganisation of one person in this duo, whose name <laughs> does not rhyme with bike, uh, <laughs> we didn't have a question of the week last week. So, um, we will be just, uh, we ask people to ask us anything, so and, mm. and we also ask them to provide a photo of where they listen to the show, uh, and with the hashtag, where I wait for Doom. So, uh opening this we had martin gray and he said what's the best dp logo so mike what do you think is the best dp logo
1: okay i've i've got a tie uh between two of them um those being the volume five logo so with the the stencil with the word doom in in large print and kind of on an angle there's a tie between that and the logo from volume one that started with issue 100 so that's got uh the word doom on a bit of an angle as well, but it's got damaged letters, uh, and the, the word patrol is kind of placed uh, below and in front of that. I really like the way both of those appear. It must be something to do with the word doom on an angle. <laughs> what about you, ah.
0: Um I don't have a tie, because I'm sim- not formal. Uh, no, uh, um, I, I like Volume 3. Volume Ooh. 3, I think, which, which is, um, yeah, the Arcudi Hewitt run. Yeah, I like the uh, the jaunty writing of uh, Doom, and it's yeah, and the little writing of Patrol. I think they work mm. very nicely. I mean, we should probably provide pictures of these in our um, on our website so people know what we're talking about when we talk about them. But we will. But I mean, on the whole, they're very similar. All the Doom Patrol logos. They all say the word Doom and the word Patrol. Don't they? <laughs>
1: but it, it the the word doom is usually the one that has something different about it so whether it's it's usually yes. the, the word that's that's much larger it usually has some sort of you know uh on, on an angle or uh like um in the start of volume or was it the very start of uh volume 2 where the word doom looked like uh, i don't know very um hand like it looked like it the word doom was done with a very shaky hand um and kind of exploding up out of the word patrol um so yeah there are different variations but um yeah all good yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, martin provided a picture of his bookshelf which is where he waits listens to us um and he had lots of lots of dc volumes there, lots of hard covers mm. and a sugar and spike doll
1: yeah, yeah. very cool very cool yes uh we then heard from fractures who asked when is mike going to read alex and ada asking on behalf of uh punk rock sellout uh uh, and katie scarlet 94 um well i've already read alex and ada (laughs) frack um i'm wondering if i'm wondering if he means when will i reread it and i'm wondering if he's i don't know wants me to start podcasting about it i don't know a page at a time because it's not a very long series um it would be a very short show um but i don't know it's due for a reread i have not read it in some time but yes to answer your Mm. actual question literally frack i have read it so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah uh i think he's messing with you hmm uh, we heard from Sean Ross, Secret Wars and Beyond podcast, and he said, what is your dream creative team for a Hot Hands mini-series? And I'm going to go straight at of the gate and say, I want the same team who did the Jimmy Olsen. I want uh, Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber uh, on art. I reckon that would be good.
1: Okay.
0: I wouldn't deign to tell them what to put in the plot, but um, yeah, that's who I'd want to do it.
1: <laughs> I was going to run with uh, Jeff Parker and Doc Shainer. Because cool. they're a great team together.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Always nice. good
1: stuff from those two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then heard from Craig McDonald, a Canadian geek on the Twitters, uh, who said. Who asked us, sorry, when a new Doom Patrol comic is announced, who would you like to see writing us? Uh, and he said, also, where I wait for Doom is in my bedroom, which is currently a mess. Uh, and he's got, you know, again, uh, lots of shelving there with lots of cool-looking DC books, so very nice stuff there. Um, yeah, who would you like to see writing a new Doom Patrol series, Paul? Oh, uh,
0: lots of people, lots of people. Um, Probably... Gabe Hardman would be at the top of my list at the moment. So I'd Ooh, like to see what he would do. Nice. Uh, a long, long-time fan of the Doom Patrol and uh, really loves the classic mm. stuff and has a really good storytelling sensibility. So I'd really like to see what he did. Um, other than that, uh, Mark Russell. Because why not?
1: <laughs> what did you call yourself on Twitter the other day in relation to Mark Russell?
0: I said I was Mark Russell's bitch or something.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's the one. Yep. Just just wanted to make sure I hadn't misread that. Yep. Yep. What about you? Um, I Like you, I've got so many names that I would want to see writing. I think uh, Rick Remender, who wrote uh, one of my all-time favourite series, Black Science, um, and he's done Deadly Class and, and Low. Um, I think he could do some crazy amazeball stuff with a patrol. I think uh, Jeff Lemire would be able to do a good blend of... Uh, like melancholy and weird sci-fi, that seems to be his jam. Uh, People like maybe Alex DeCampy or Ryan Ferrier would be able to come up with something um, kind of both absurd and enjoyable. So I I was thinking of people that we'd kind of not heard from uh, a lot in terms of either DC or, you know, the the Doom Patrol in general. And I also made a note about uh, Joe Keating, who wrote a series called Shutter, a couple of years back, which was just so so beautifully bizarre um, and off the wall um, and had conspiracies and just weird cities and locales. I think he would be kind of in the same boat as De Campi and Ferrier, just something completely absurd yet enjoyable as well. There's just too many choices. <laughs> there really is.
2: Mm,
0: there he is. well, I'd add Tom Taylor in there too. Oh yeah, for a more you know straight ahead, mm. straight ahead superhero type Doom Patrol, but with really great characterization and humor, which is his forte.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, so Craig had to cover more questions. Um, you see, it's like, what are your top five Doom Patrol stories? So that's uh, Mike. What are your top five?
1: Okay, my top five Patrol stories, in no particular order. Um, I'm going to say, crawling from the wreckage. That's an obvious one. Uh, brick by Brick. Yep. Uh, because that was the the relaunch and the reintroduction of, of like, modern-day Patrol. The original team introduction in migrated to Adventure 80, because without that, we wouldn't have any Doom Patrol at all. I'm going to say the, uh, this wasn't an actual real... Well, it was part of kind of a story arc, but kind of an ongoing plot thread uh, in Volume 3 by John R. Cuddy, kind of the the mystery and, and search for what really happened to Robot Man and who who and where Robot Man really was uh, for a good part yeah, of, yeah. of Volume 3. And I'm also going to say um, the Fox and Crow storyline from Rachel Pollack's run, kind of uh, the late issues, 60s, early 70s issues of Volume 2. I, I really enjoyed that just because it was... Something different that I hadn't seen. It was this bizarre generational war between the the, the wild yeah. girls and, and and the old people in the the old person's home. So, what what about you, Paul? What what were your top five?
0: <laughs> uh, Doom Volume Two, Number Thirty Four: The Maller and the Brain and the, um, the Cliff Outside of His uh-huh, Body right. issue. That, yep. That's yeah, that one. Yeah, um, I really like. Um, Volume 1, 121, The Team Sacrifices Ooh, Themselves and yeah. Dies, that one. That's a good one, very special. Um, Doom Patrol Volume 3, 13 and 14, uh, John Arcudi with Seth Fisher on the art, oh. where uh, the current Doom Patrol go back in time and occupy the bodies of the uh, original mm. Doom Patrol. Uh, so that's a really good one. Um, is that Question 8? or No, one of my <laughs> No, I've got... <laughs> One more to go, mm. I think. No, two more. Two more. <laughs> yes, uh, the painting that ate Paris is oh. probably my favourite long arc.
1: Mm. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, do you know that one, Mike? It's good. Oh, um, I do
1: recall that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I want to name about six more, but I, I'll just say. <laughs> The Beard Hunter issue is very special to me. Um, Volume 2, number 45. Yep. um, And special mentions to the Decreator story and uh, Brick by Brick and uh, the Coagula story where she's introduced with Mm -hmm. um, Codpiece. That's a good one. Yeah, that'll do.
1: So many good ones. And to be honest, I would have been very surprised if you had not mentioned Beard Hunter. (laughs) Because <laughs> I I know that's pretty much your favourite issue uh, from all of Volume Two, so yeah, cool, nice.
0: Um, and Craig also asked who are your top ten Doom Patrol characters, heroes and villains. So, Mike, oh. who's your number one?
1: Uh, I, I can't I can't rank them. Uh, I split this into five heroes and five villains. Uh, so again, in no particular order, I'm going to say Cliff Steele, Robot Man. Any version of, of Cliff, that shouldn't be a shock to anyone. Uh, I'm going to say Danny, uh, whether he's a street, ambulance, Ireland, world well, any version of Danny. Casey Brink, I really like Casey Brink. Kate Godwin, Coagula, love Kate Godwin. I wish to God she had appeared somewhere in the Young Animal version. Um, and speaking of that, kind of, uh, I'm going to say uh, Rita Far, but pre-Gerard Way Rita Far. Um, uh, yes, yes, because I think they didn't quite know what to do with Rita in the young animal setting, uh, whereas before that, like Volume 5 in particular, she kicked ass. Volume 1, she kicked ass. You know, Rita was great. Uh, for villains, I'm going to say mm. Mr. Nobody. Uh, he's great. Garguax. I love Garguax. I wish we'd see more of him. Uh, <laughs> animal, Vegetable, Mineral Man, because he's great. Uh, General Immortus, just because he's like their first foe, uh, and Thea Joss, because essentially he's just a normal human being who's a businessman, and, you know, <laughs> he kind of owns them, and then loses them, and then tries to own them again, and it's just hilarious. Uh, what, what about you, Paul? Who are your top ten characters? Um,
2: uh
0: yeah, well, I ended up with more heroes than villains, but I said, um, in no particular order, Rita, Cliff, Larry, Flex Mantello, Flex Mantello, I think... Um, The TV shows done a lot to make him, uh, you know, a real favourite. And Volume 6 and 7, he was really delightful in that. Uh, Doctor Time, I think, has a fantastic look. And, you know, while he didn't really have much of a presence in uh, the TV show, every time I see him in a comic, he makes me laugh. And I especially (laughs) liked in Volume 5, where he was wandering around without his helmet going, Oh, I was their greatest foe, and, you know, I hope they don't recognise me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mallor and the Brain, of course. Uh, you mm-hmm. know they have transcended the Doom Patrol and become villains of the DC Universe. Um, Madame Rouge, uh, just because she oh, was—you yep. know—there was a lot of messed-up stories with.
2: Her oh <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> the the yeah. chief, yeah. And I've got Casey Brink on my list as well, and Danny the whatever he is at the time, mm. Danny. So that's my ten. Yeah. Oh, one more. Hot hands. Hot hands. The. <laughs> uh, unrealized potential of the entire doom patrol series so mm. yeah yep, yeah whatever happens in the future i hope we get hot hands
1: right okay oh <laughs> cool thank you craig for the for those questions uh, we then heard from uh, chris lydon at chris lydon 7 on the twitters um who well he He mentioned, I'll get the easy part out of the way, he said, I was the most podcast in my car, and gave us a a photo of his uh, dashboard. So, thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris's question was, what item would you add to a superhero-themed restaurant? Paul, what would your addition Mm. to the menu be?
0: I would have uh, the brain units as uh, waiters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Yeah that's very different okay yeah what about you um i would add an actual dish to the menu um as cool as the, oh. the brain waiters would be uh and my dish is called brace yourself it's called the bratman and reuben and it's you know what a reuben sandwich is yes yep so imagine that uh except it's got uh not just the corned beef and the 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 sauerkraut and, and all that, but it's also got sliced bratwurst sausage on it as well, and that's oh, how you
0: get yes.
1: a bratman and Reuben. And oh. I'm, I'm I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty exciting. Mm, pretty exciting. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> a sandwich. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I oh, look. I <laughs> very pr- I'm very proud of that. The name I came up with for my sandwich. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> Man, well done Mike, well done You did your best
2: <laughs> Thanks
0: <laughs> Right, next up we heard from Carl Bakey And he said um, Waiting for Doom gets me through my workouts And a picture of him in the gym, in the mirror Wow, someone nice. on, on our show goes to the gym <laughs> Actually you go to the gym, don't you? Uh, you used to go to the gym
1: Yeah, it's been a bit difficult uh, With um, pandemic stuff uh, and I've, I'll admit, I lost a little bit of motivation, but, yeah, I, I need to get back to it. But good on you, Carl. Go you, good thing.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And his excellent question is, what are your top three Doom Patrol covers? Hmm. Okay. That's the first part. And the second part was, what's your favourite all-time cover? So, Mike, hit uh, me with three Doom Patrol covers.
1: Oh, God. Um, figuratively. Uh, okay. Uh... Yeah, this one was tough, uh, but I'm going to go with, again, in no particular order, Volume 2, Number 57 by Simon Bisley. Uh, that is the issue where the Chief reveals that he's responsible for the patrol's accidents. Ah,
0: oh, yes. Is that the one with him, sort of, just his head up close and... Yes, the very sort of evil- in some liquid or something.
1: Yeah, very evil-looking chief, done by Bisley by there. Uh, so that one. Uh, still with Volume 2, Issue 63 by Richard Case, which was Grant Morrison's last issue, and it's got Jane sitting in a rocking chair. Um, I, lo- oh, I love that cover. made my list. Oh, oh well, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and Volume 1, uh, Issue 104, which is The Wedding Issue. The, the marriage of Rita yeah. and Steve Dayton, and the cover has Rita fighting Madame Rouge <laughs> on it. And I love that just because it's yeah. wacky, uh, and it, it shows that there's an actual connection to the rest of the DCU because you've got heroes like Superman and, and The Flash and, and Batman on, on the cover. I think Batman's on the cover. I have to double-check that now. Yes, he is. Oh, phew, thank goodness. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, so those are my three favourite DB covers. What about you, Paul? What are your top
0: three uh okay uh now volume one has fantastic covers um they're all really good and lots of you know there's lots of weirdness and there's all the ones of cliff getting destroyed in wacky ways and everything um i had to pick one and i picked the one with uh, issue 92 with dr time and he's sort of running off <laughs> to the side and rita's <laughs> stuck in a great big eye, uh, hourglass
1: yes, you know one. i do yes i do very yeah. cool
0: yeah, so I mean, that's probably my favourite. It's just representative of the whole run in Volume 1. So, mm-hmm. uh, I really like um, the Maller and the Brain cover from Volume 2 by Simon Bisley with uh, the brain mm-hmm. inside the pram. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's a great one. Yeah. Um, and Special Mento, this is a weird one, you'll probably object to this, but Volume 5, Issue 3, which is uh, Rita and Mento kissing with a nuclear explosion going off behind them. Mm. That is a really striking cover. Uh, Like, it looks amazing.
1: Yes, it's a very good cover. Of course I object to it because we all know how much I dislike Steve Dayton, but, hell, I voted for his marriage issue, so, you know. (laughs) Sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: But probably my favourite all-time Doom Patrol cover. So if I have to have just one, it's uh, Volume Three, Issue Thirteen, which is uh, the one with the the, the Seth Fisher uh, interiors. But the cover oh. uh, has uh, you know, the team gathered there and says the original Doom Patrol, and then Beast Boy's going but different. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're all laughs> it's just a really good hero portrait of the team. Mm. So. Yeah, yellow background. It's 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 the a legendary one. That one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. My my all time favorite one. Um, I, I was I I again another really difficult one, um, and I had to do a tie. Ta- no, I wasn't going to do a tie, but I'm I'm going to go with just one of them now. Um, Volume five, issue one, which has got cliff kind of tearing down one of the volume one covers and it's got him larry and Rita kind of you know coming through the, the background there i love th- this cover was so striking uh, and still is to me that this is the one that set off my obsession with the patrol um and i, I just love it still to this day and yeah it, it's it's a great cover so that's my choice
2: yeah very good very
1: good cool. We then heard from Jared Driscoll, uh, who said, "I oh, usually listen to the show in my car, but this week I'm regrouting and sealing my bathroom floor." And he gave us a photo of his bathroom floor, and it looks quite nice—kind um, of white tiles. It looks grout. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, well done. Uh, kind of white, white. Uh, with um, black tile, diamond-shaped ones in between the white ones. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Jared. And Jared's question is, wasn't the Cap-Wolf storyline in Captain America awesome or not?
0: Mm, what? Yes. Well, um, I feel I would have to have read it to make a, um, a call on that, but the fact that I know of it makes it sound awesome. So
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I,
0: I, what, about, what about you?
1: Yeah, I, I would concur with you. I, I've actually never read that storyline, but, Jared, I'm very happy that you enjoyed it. So um, it must be awesome because Jared has good taste, clearly. He listens to us. So, mm. yeah. Nice. Yes.
2: Mm.
0: And we also heard from Roger Priebe, and he said, Quick question. Do you have a list of all the appearances of Animal, Vegetable, Mineral Man? And the answer is no, I don't.
1: Well, actually, actually, I'm going to try this. <laughs> off the top yeah. off the top of my head uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess here, pretty sure he shows up in Uh, Doomsday Clock, Issues 7 and 12, JLA Volume 5, so the recent Rebirth Era 1, Issue 23, Ravages, Number 11, Teen Titans, Volume 3, Number 32, which was an infinite crisis time, Secret Origins, Annual Volume 2, Number 1, Legends of the DC Universe, 80-page giant, Number 2, Doom Patrol Index, Number 1, uh, I want to say... DC Universe Legacies number 4, uh, Doom Patrol Volume 1, Numbers 89, 95, and 122, which kind of doesn't count, as it's a reprint of Issue 89 anyway, but Issue 122 came out in December 1972, four years after Issue 121, which was the actual final issue, so again, doesn't really count. Uh, just a wild guess, I want to say Doom Patrol Volume 2, Numbers 15 and 16, Doom Patrol number, Volume 5, Issues 7, 11, 12, 19, 20, and... 22. And that's just a wild guess.
0: I think you missed one. (laughs) You missed one.
1: Did I? Which one did I miss? Enlighten me.
0: Uh, They're in uh, Justice League United. Um, They're in a short story for that where the cliff is introduced. They're fighting him. And they're in a Section 8 comic as well, I believe, where... yeah, where Sixpack is having a fever dream about fighting lots of villains. Right. He's one of the villains. That's well, right. look, considering, yeah, um,
1: considering yeah. I did all that off the top of my head, um, I've done pretty well. That's very impressive. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, we well we, we got some uh, some emails uh, since the last episode. Uh, the first of those being from Martin Gray. Who said, Thanks for another Doomfold episode. I need to have a word with you two about the question of the week. Um, I don't really have an answer because it's not something I've ever thought about. Is Jollywell unacceptable from you two? Few of us have a favourite acronym or superhero belt buckle. We consider the question you set up and give an answer. I'm disappointed that you don't know how your own games work. Wags finger. Best of most smart. Well, Martin, thank you for that feedback. I hope this question of the week segment and mailbag segment has shown that. Sometimes, yes, when we have time and energy and uh, capacity, that we can come up with good answers, even if they're off the top of our heads. We can bring it. <laughs> bring it. as yeah. Robot Man said, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it's a bit scolding, but we appreciate it, Martin. Your heart is in the right place. Yes. 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 Uh, we got a comment on our website from Tim Price on the Curse of Superhip episode, and he said... Dang, these issues are so good. Number 20 with the team trying to get help, but none to be found except from an arch enemy. And 21 with Giffen's last character spotlight issue and pulling the entire Wacky Patrol volumes together. Love them. Oh, and thank you for explaining Larry's comments about Batman. I had dropped just about all DC titles at this point, so I didn't know that it was Dick Grayson. The not Clint eastwood more justin bieber cracks make perfect sense now. (laughs) Wait, did I just say Larry made sense? Oh, no, something's terribly wrong here. Speaking of terribly wrong, I just realised if Superhip is the harbinger of comics being cancelled in two issues, but he's also now appeared in this very podcast, does that mean we're two episodes away from the end? No! Curse you, Superhip, and your polyester jumpsuit and rocket car. Okay, maybe not the rocket rocket car. It's hella cool, as the kids say. (laughs) Thanks for the great episode, Doomsayers. Now I'll just go and weep in the corner as the end nears. Well, funny you should mention it, Tim. Because
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Mm. Mm. Cause this is kind of the end of an era for us, yes. and uh, yeah, we—it is a a stopping point. It's—I mean, this is sort of our last episode for now, the penultimate episode, if you will.
1: No, it's not the penultimate. It's—it's <laughs> it's, well, mm, yeah, no. Because penultimate implies there is another one to come just around the corner, and we're not quite there yet.
0: Ah. Mm. So in Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back, when they said that boy is our last hope, and Yoda could have said, "No, there is a penultimate."
1: <laughs> yes, Yo- Yoda could have indeed have said that. And look, give George Lucas long enough, I'm sure he'll come out with another edit where he does say that very thing. <laughs> Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, we then got uh, another very long, detailed email from Scott Arthur, who uh, went to great lengths to tell us all about uh, uh, the um, favourite acronyms of his, uh, and covered Tim Price's mention of apes, uh, and went into you know monkey mo- monkey-based acronyms, sort of ape uh, you know agency to prevent evil and chump. Uh, criminal headquarters for the Underworld's master plan, both of which had um, monkey-shaped logos. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, his actual question was... Why don't we ask if anyone has followed a favourite superhero, creator, writer, or artist, or whatever to an entirely different genre or even a different medium to which you wouldn't normally have paid attention. I've occasionally bought an album or single by a group I've never heard of just because the packaging used original art by an artist that I, I admire. I once bought a DVD of ballet for that reason. I'm curious if anyone bought Jughead comics in the early 90s just because Gene Colan was drawing them. I bought children's books because they were painted by John J. Muth. There must be some crazier stories than that out there. Um, that's no. I, I, for, for myself, I cannot think of an instance where I've followed a creator across mediums. Um, I've, I've more. For me, it's more like I've discovered a property through a different medium. For example, I didn't know that Game of Thrones existed at all until there was a Game of Thrones card game a few years back. Um, and I learned that there was this whole series of books that it was based on I was like oh wow okay and then I checked out the books and then I, I learned that there was a TV show coming so yeah I'm I'm more like finding properties in one spot and following to, to something else uh, what What about you Paul?
0: Um, I've sort of followed a few creators around so one thing was um, when Greg Rucker started writing Batman comics I hunted down his novels and started reading them mm-hmm. and um, yeah now he's one of my favourite writers and I've got quite a few of his books, Um, James Robinson, the the comic book writer, he um, sort of, he dallied in the world of cinema, so he wrote and directed a movie called Comic Book Villains, Oh. Um, which isn 't great, but I, um, I did watch it because of that, um, and of course he wrote the screenplay for a League of extraordinary gentlemen, um, oh, wow. which was an absolute nightmare for him because it was uh, interfered with on all levels by everyone involved in the production mm-hmm. so um yeah he it wasn 't exactly what he wanted to do, but uh, yeah, so um, and I followed him to you know children 's stuff like uh, Leave it a Chance and uh, no, kind of naughty, sexy stuff like uh, Bluebeard and uh, <laughs> Yeah, whatever else he's written. So, uh, And, of course, now he's one of the screenwriters on uh, Stargirl, the TV show. Which oh, right. Good. Probably one of the best DC shows there is. So, mm. so yeah, James Robinson would be the guy I followed around the most. Cool. cool. across genre. Not genre. Medium. Medium. Right, okay. But that is a good question. I might try and remember that for a question of the week later, if we ever do another episode.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. (laughs) Uh, We got an email from Ange, and he said, I realised a couple of months ago that you gents were nearing the end of Doom Patrol Comics to review on this site. I feel like I have been here since the beginning, and I have to say this is a very impressive accomplishment. Between the true volumes and the guest appearances and even the oddball ancillary figure miniseries, Waiting for Doom has been the place to go for Doom Patrol coverage. I know it's a bit early, and hopefully a new volume will be happening soon, but I wanted to toast you guys for your great coverage. You've nearly covered it all. So now onto the open-ended question. What next? Will Waiting for Doom become a semi-regular show covering the TV show and any new comics? Will you cover all the Mento appearances? Please invite me onto the Swamp Thing episode for American Gothic. Or will you retire this and instead start a new show, Waiting for Hitman? Question mark. Thanks again, guys. Happy to call you friends. Oh. Well, well, yeah. That Well, there's a bit of truth to that. We have ended everything to do with the Doom Patrol. It's at, uh, and, you know, there is another uh, season of the TV show coming, and presumably there'll be a volume eight of the Doom Patrol at some point at this stage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we. I think Mike and I have decided to take a break from waiting for Doom for a bit. Mm,
1: yeah. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, um... We, yeah, as we've been dancing around the subject for this entire episode, we have covered every Doom Patrol comic of the team in print at this stage. Um, There are a couple of stories in which they appear. uh, Things like uh, Doomsday Clock and JLA The Nail. Um, So we might get, I, I think, what we're going to do is, yes, we are going to take a break. So this isn't... Farewell, forever. This is more like we're going on hiatus for a bit, uh, at this stage. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> what what we what Paul and I will do is that yes, we will take a break from waiting for Doom because there's not much else left to really cover. And uh, I won't speak for Paul, but I know for myself, I need a bit of a rest from podcasting. Um, I'm an old man. I I don't have the (laughs) the get-up-and-go that I used to. So, um, first of all, I I, want to thank Ange for his his lovely message. Uh, It is very much appreciated. Um, Yeah, but we we are going to take uh, a a bit of a break. Um, The minute that Season 3 of uh, Doom Patrol is announced, and we know a definite date... We'll be back for that. Uh, the minute uh, a new series, uh, Volume Eight, is announced, we will definitely be back for that. Uh, but for the time being, it seems like um, the perfect time to just take a break and acknowledge all the good work we've done. <laughs> um, I know we kind of joke about it, but <laughs> but I think that you know it's interesting that a podcast about the Doom Patrol. It's kind of been popular enough, and I think in some way, we kind of helped spark enough interest that, oh, look, there's a TV show about them now. I know that's very big-headed of us, but, you know, let us have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as as for the future, yeah, we're going to take a break from waiting for him. Interesting that Ange mentions waiting for Hitman, because um, Paul and I, a long time ago, talked about possibly doing a Hitman show. I don't know if we will... But it was definitely something that was discussed. I, I don't recall mentioning that to Ange at all. Did you say anything to him?
0: I don't recall mentioning it. I I think we've made known our love for Hitman. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably top of my list for something, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, after all this uh, Doom Patrol talk, I you know, I agree with you, Mark. We do need a break. And, of course, we will keep DCOCD going until we reach the natural breaking point for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Gary Show will be our occasional podcast. But, yeah, and, you know, we, we'll do guest appearances on other people's shows when they want us, won't we?
2: Oh, yeah,
1: sure, if, if, if they want us. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we've kind of reached uh, uh, the end at this stage. I, I know we use that as a joke, but um, yeah, we. we uh, I know that Paul and I have a couple of ideas for other things maybe down the future, but uh, for now we'll be taking a bit of a break from covering one property consistently, as we've done over the last six years, Paul. Can you believe it?
0: Yeah, wow. It's been a while.
1: It has. It has. But we knew this day was going to come. Oh, look, to be honest, I thought we would have reached uh, this point a long time ago, but then, you know, oh, Gerard Way comes along, <laughs> and, you know, he gives us volume six <laughs> and then volume seven. Oh, and then the TV show comes along. So, um, yeah, it's... It's It's been a very fun and crazy ride. And, Paul, I have to thank you. I could not have done this show without you. Um, you are my best mate. We have been through a lot of stuff together, both on the show and behind the scenes as well. And, yeah, I this show would not be the same without you, my friend. And um, it, it's been an honor and a pleasure getting to chat with you for 165 episodes now about this wild and weird <laughs> team that we love, the Doom Patrol.
0: Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, uh, the same. The fact that, the fact that we didn't know each other at all, Mm. when we started, and, you know, yeah, it's been a very special ride, and, um, you know, it's been great to have you by my side, as we've done it all.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, Um, and I want to give a big shout out, and thank you to, um, everyone that's tuned in, over the years, and enjoyed the show, and, ever written us a message, or given us feedback, or uh, either publicly or, or privately, um, it has definitely helped spur us on to try and uh, be the best darn little show we could be, talking about <laughs> the Doom Patrol, uh, and I want to give a special thanks as well to the guests that we've had over the years, we've had, <laughs> bear with me while I go through this list, we've had a few guests, Paul. Uh, Want to give thanks We to, have yeah yeah I want to give thanks to Jessica Boyd back in episode 14 Chris Sabella who joined us on episodes 19 24 and 56 Gabriel Hardman on EPS 20 and 80 Uh, Reggie Hancock he contributed to episode 21 Jeff Parker on episode 32 Uh, Dougie, Doug Zavisha joined us on episodes 36 52, 57 and 91 Dr Ange, who we just heard from uh, on episodes 39, 123 and 132 Martin Grey, episode 45 Rifty on episode 50 I love the way that worked out (laughs) Uh, Jay Torres on episode 51 Paul Kupferberg ...on episode 64... ...Steve Lacey... ...on episode 70... ...Fractures... ...on 72... ...Ryan Daly... ...the man who just won't... ...stop freaking podcasting... uh, ...on episode 78... ...Clinton (laughs) Robeson... F ninety five. Richard Case joined us for our very special one hundredth episode. Uh, we then had Tamra Bonvillain on one hundred and four. Joe Carallo on one forty two. Ron Randall on one forty five. Jeremy Lambert on one forty seven. Craig McDonald, Craig R. McD on one sixty. And then uh, Riley Shanahan on one sixty two. And Shoshana Sachi on one sixty three. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, if you are still listening, uh, our, our show. Uh, would not have been the same without your input and uh, your laughs and your contributions. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone for joining us, <laughs> um, either mm. behind the microphone or you know listening in.
0: Yeah, and a lot of generosity from our listeners over the years of people sending us lovely stuff and that we and the friendships we've made along the way. Yes, mm. yes, gonna miss you most of all, Scarecrow. <laughs>
1: Oh, I told you not to call me that in public. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <coughs> is there anything else that we need to get off our chests uh, before we sign off for now?
0: Um, We will have an episode of DCOCD out soon for The Robin War and uh, more DCO beyond that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'll do a Gary, a Gary show when the uh, mood takes us, when we yeah. just want to talk some stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no no it's it, that's the end for now at this stage know, I, don't don't delete us from your feeds because there is more doom patrol stuff coming from us, but you'll have to wait for it
1: I mm. guess. they'll they'll literally have to wait for waiting for doom yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay well um, that's that's all from us at this stage. Thanks again, everyone. Um, th- this isn't farewell forever, it's just, we, we will be back at some point. Uh, but until then, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum. most importantly, and we will catch you at some stage for more Waiting for Doom. <laughs> <laughs>